Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. coffee and concealer podcast or should I say welcome back Mm -hmm. it's been a while um I am joined here with our co-host who has a reason for being MIA and I just followed suit and we just life got busy so welcome back Jane welcome back Jen Jane and (laughs) one little baby girl yeah Yeah, it's a baby girl so three of us here right now not just the two of us I love it. No, isn't it cool? So I'm 16 and a half weeks right now. And the other day, Lexi, my oldest, who's four, felt the baby kick for the first time. So cool. Which is early though. I think 16 weeks is early to feel it kick, but. Third pregnancy though. Third pregnancy. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like maybe your uterus is thinner each pregnancy. So you could feel it. My uterus is like completely to shreds. Oh, (laughs) But I also have dropped a ton of weight. Yes. Pregnancy, like a ton. So maybe yes. that helped. And my placenta is not in the front. Oh, okay. So there's more reasons for her to yeah. have felt baby, but still so cool. What did, what was her reaction? She flipped. She was so excited. So, so my husband, I felt the baby kicking and I was like, oh, Zach, my husband, like, I wonder if you can feel it yet. And so he came, came over and he put his hand on and he's like, oh yeah, like, that was the kick and Lexi was just chilling with us in our room so she was like I want to see that baby she's obsessed with it and came over and she put her hand on and obviously I can feel the baby kicking and Lexi went was that it was that her kicking I was like that was her and she just was like she's obsessed with talking to my belly kissing the belly touching the belly like everything always has to have her hand on the belly so she just was like giving it hugs and kisses and talking to the baby and it's really cute. It's so cute seeing your, what to me is still my baby. Like she's four, but she's still my baby. Yep. Love a new baby. It's cute. So cute. And she's going to be like the perfect age to be a big, big sister. Oh yeah. We're like practicing the age. diaper changes. Yeah. She's already asked if we can do that. So we do that. And then she walks around feeding her babies like her dollies with a bottle I love it it's really cute oh I love it so you I'm just gonna say it without telling everybody your whole story but you have a hell of a time with pregnancy and a hell of a time with deliveries um so do you want to give us a bit of a a rundown or do you want to touch on topics first with like products and drinks let's do our products and drinks first and then I'll give you guys a pregnancy update (laughs) You guys will just know all my medical history. You're so lucky. (laughs) But I feel like it's important to like, especially like in my newborn photography job, I hear such crazy stories when people come in and tell me their deliveries and and things like that. And I feel like that stuff's not talked about. You know, we all like, we can talk about this, but like we all expect these like perfect pregnancies. And then when they go astray, we feel like we're alone floating in the ocean. So I feel like it's important to talk about these things. A hundred percent. Literally everything I've ever had in my pregnancy, in all three of them, 
I never knew these things mm. could happen. It, there yep. was no pamphlet on this. No one prepped you. And so, yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about it, but let's talk, let's start. Okay. We're distracted. <laughs> I know. With a drink of the week. What the heck are you drinking? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Mine's on its way, guys. Okay. My husband, I'm having a pregnancy craving. <laughs> and so my husband has gone out to bring me my pregnancy craving. So mine's coming. Okay. Okay. So I'll go first. So, um, here in Calgary in Canada, it is really cold here. Um, groundhog day, the, the groundhog said that it was six more weeks of winter and like, they've been a heck of a six weeks, like freezing cold. We've had like a couple nice days, but the, the migraine pressure, like your head just wants to explode. That's how like hot and cold it's been. If that makes sense. It's so crazy. So anyways, today's freezing and typically I'd be drinking a Coke because like, that's just my staple. But I, the thought of drinking a cold drink today, I was like, Mm-mm. so I went into my pantry and realized that I had this from Christmas and I'm not usually like an organic tea drinker, um, but it's from David's tea, which is a Canadian company. Now I know my, I did. That's my favorite place to get. I didn't know from. they were like strictly Canadian. I thought they were like, you know, I haven't seen one down here. Okay. I um, still for one right now. So the one I'm drinking is mother's little helper. And so it says minty citrusy and relaxing. And then in the ingredients, it has peppermint, lemongrass, hibiscus, rose hips, chamomile, valerian root, corn flowers, and it's delicious. Oh, delicious. And it's keeping me warm. So, <laughs> okay. Big shout out. Speaking of pregnancy and David's tea. Yeah. I don't know if this is common practice for them. But when I was pregnant with my first, I went over and it was horrible. Like you just want the shit out of you at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I would go for daily walks around the mall because it was winter. Yeah. So I wasn't going to do it outside, but that was the only thing I could think of to help like get labor going. It didn't. Um, but I would go into David's tea and they would give me for free. I don't know if this is policy. But it was a mother's, it was raspberry leaf tea. Oh, yes. Which is supposed to help. Yes. But I remember going in there and normally, guys, if you haven't had the fruit and nuts one from mm. David. Mm. So good. First off, it's pink. It's beautiful. If you get it as a latte, it's so, it's like this beautiful baby pink. But if you get it as a hot tea, it's it's cool. It's a pink drink. Yeah. Um, and it's delicious. But. They felt so bad for me. They'd be like, here, this will help, hopefully. Oh. Every, every day when I'd go in, they'd give me one. And, and did it help? Around waddling, because I was huge, <laughs> with, <laughs> with this raspberry leaf tea, which is so yummy. I'm not mm-hmm. a, I normally wouldn't have picked that, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Oh. I don't think it did a damn thing. No. <laughs> I will never forget the kindness of these people. They just looked so sorry for me. They're like this poor girl. I drank a ton of it with my first, um, but I I don't think it did a thing either. No. But it was good. I drank it every night while bouncing on my ball to try to get him out. <laughs> I couldn't do the ball. They tried to make me do that in the hospital. And I was like, get this thing away from me. Oh. It just hurt my back. Well, I would edit and bounce at the same time. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I was trying to catch up on editing like two weeks before he came. So I was just hauling because it was Christmas time because I have Christmas babies. Was he early or late? He was three days early. I was 39 and three when I had him. Ugh. 
and 39 and 3 when I had hold. No way, really? Yeah. That's just by fluke because they booked the C-section that day. Oh, yeah. This is a booked C-section for this baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually very happy about that because both my other two were emergencies. This one will be amazing. I know. Oh, we'll get into it, people. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the load. Okay, so what's your drink? My drink's a Diet Coke. Yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. So with this pregnancy, guys, I have not been able to eat, literally couldn't eat since Christmas and we're March now. Um, so only the past few weeks have I actually been able to keep food down. It's because I've been horrifically sick to the point where even water, like I couldn't keep a sip of water down. Mm. Nothing, nothing was working. Um, and I I was trying everything, you name it. We mm-hmm. tried it. And pop, especially in any of my pregnancies, I couldn't ever do pop. Even if I was completely fine again, it would make me vomit. Mm. Bubbles. Yeah. But these past few, well, days for the pop, really, it's been like a, maybe a week. I've been able to keep pop down. And so I'm like, give me the Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. And I live in Utah where I'm surrounded by soda shops. Mm-hmm. That's what they call a soda. That's what you call it. <laughs> no, that's what they call it here. A soda. Oh, okay. Soda shops. Yeah. Well, you'd call it a pop in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, what do the English call it? Soda. Yeah. I think we would just call it like a fizzy drink. What? Because <laughs> it's fizzy. I mean, carbonated, fizzy. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, it's been a long time since I lived in England. So I'm like, what would they call it? They would know what a pop and a soda is. Mm-hmm. But I think they'd just call it a fizzy drink. So you would go up or- to a counter and say, can I have an orange fizzy drink? Well, you'd, you'd say, can I have a Coca-Cola? Can I have a Lilt? Mm. Can I have an Iron Brew? Like you'd ask for the brand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are the last two you just said? Oh, okay. <gasps> Lilt. I loved that. It was like a tropical one, like pineapple oh. juice, but fizzy. And then an Iron Brew. I don't actually drink Iron Brew, so I couldn't tell you what it is. But it's another pop Soda. that my mother loves. Crazy. Yeah. We should have like a day where we just go over like, like snacks and treats Mm. from where our families are from. There's a place here in Calgary called Edelweiss. Have you ever been? No, but I've heard about that place. Hey, if you're, you what? Your marzipan. Oh, marzipan. But you just go in there and like, I don't speak German. I don't read German. Oh, ich sprechen Sie Deutsch. (laughs) Of course you do. Nish, they are good. So you you could read. So bad. You you could read the labels. So I go in, and it's like kind of a guessing game as to like what things are. Um, but Cash and I went there, and he's like, "We oh, I never actually uploaded it." But my older son and I, we literally sat and tried like five or six different types of like European candy, and got his reactions and stuff. And it was just so funny. But like the treats there are unreal and they have like a cafeteria where you can have like red cabbage and goulash and roulade and, and all kinds of stuff <laughs> red I'm cabbage really is delicious oh my gosh <laughs> she did not make a good face um okay so what is your product of the week okay so I've been using this stuff since about October November time I guess so but it's a new skincare company that I want everyone to just know about because I'm actually very impressed with them. Now I will just say when they first reached out to me, 
they wanted to send me stuff mm-hmm. for, for free in and all they wanted back was just like some feedback they didn't ask for anything crazy mm-hmm. but I have purchased from them since because it's been a while and I love it and I've even like let me just tell you so it's called apt uh, where is it apt to so apto mm-hmm. I think I'm saying it right so here's the thing so they're cruelty free they're vegan and you can get them online directly from their website you can get a target like it's at all these places everything is 20 bucks or less so crazy which for skincare that's like good for you and not Uh gonna burn my skin I have very sensitive skin it's incredibly priced I love the packaging it's really bright packaging (gasps) here comes my husband with my cravings (laughs) um sorry for the noise in the background guys but this is needed and then um Anyway, what I really like about it is when you order from them, they send you a box and they pay for you. Like they'll pay the shipping for you to get rid of like your old skincare that's just like sitting in your cupboards. Oh. And they donate it to women in need. That's if incredible. Obviously, if it's like worthy of being donated, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I just think that that's really cool that they take care of that for you the box is ready to go you just have to print off the shipping label it's all paid for I just thought that that was really kind it's really cool especially when not a lot of people like I've worked in shelters and stuff and it's hard to get decent skincare for people like that's not a priority for them at the time but you know that it makes people feel better when they are taking care of themselves in that sense right totally when they're in a shelter the main focus for them is safety food yeah clothing yeah a job and a roof like they're not I I wouldn't be sweating at least about my blackheads on my nose that day (laughs) no exactly I just think it's very cool and they've they're like even my oldest she does not need to do the skincare routine but she loves using the moisturizer and like like I said I have very sensitive skin no issues you guys none I'm really loving it so I highly recommend them are they available in Canada I'm I'm sure you could just ship it you'd be surprised sometimes at how many companies where you're like yes like there was a perfume company that I was gonna order from and they didn't ship to Canada what um you know what if if people are like oh guys he got it me my diet coke shake the ice in the mic Mm-mm. asmr you hear that oh. um if someone's like hey i really want to try it message me just message me i'll get okay. you, i'll get it to you if okay um so my product is yeah. going hand in hand with Um, so they're a local company here in Calgary, but I do believe that they ship everywhere and Jane knows them very well. Um, but they are called Onyx and Ivy. So they are an amazing company here in Calgary. I am a brand partner. I'm wearing their scrunchie right now. Yeah. I have honestly so many, uh, and I also have some of their toques. Sorry. I was on mute. They have a toque. (laughs) They have lots of toques and like they're good quality toques. Like think Carhartt. Yeah. Quality but like with the Onyx and Ivy like logo. Um, Onyx and Ivy, 
And they have emerald green one for you, Jane. Yeah. Matt just bought me my food, which is McDonald's craving. He today. put it on a plate. He sure did, but he also took a bite out of it. <laughs> Can you bring me Chick-fil-A sauce, the Polynesian one? Oh, you <laughs> someone's bougie now that she lives in Utah. <laughs> They're free. I get them for free. Sorry, guys. Okay. This so important. Onyx and Ivy. They mm-hmm. are a group of five women that have come together. Um, they all have different stories and they basically have created this brand where they make incredible hair products. So like scrunchies, they have cute headbands. They have, oh, they have little scrunchies for like little girls, like they're, they're teeny ones. Um, and then they just came out with toques. They have uh, pink toques for breast cancer. I bought one um, obviously. And I think it was October. That's when breast cancer month is. And um Anyways, and so I support them in any way that I can. Their products are amazing. And a lot of their stuff, like if you go to their blog, they have like mental health week with different uh, community supports and they have like Black History Month, Shop Pink for Breast Cancer. Um, They have so many things. And so um, actually, I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 10th, right? Um, It is the 10th. So um I had made a post a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago. Um, and it was a very vulnerable post. Cause I choose to, if you go on my Instagram, it is basically my boys and makeup. And then I talk about like the rough stuff, because if you know my story, I didn't grow up in a very good way. Um, and so I use that platform to like tell that story and it really does create like a safe place for a lot of those people. So anyways, I made a post and the Onyx and Ivy team messaged me and they were blown away at how vulnerable the post was and how amazing it was. And they said, we would love to have you write something for us and we're going to do a blog about it. What? So I think it comes out tomorrow. Um, and it basically was the, the topic of it was how to come overcome trauma and like use it in a beautiful way. Um, and so I really want to shout out Onyx and Ivy because they are not only like an adorable like little company with products, but they stand for something so much bigger. I love and them. They're so sweet. Um, and actually one of the girls joined our, cause I sell Saint makeup on the side and she actually joined our Saint makeup team. Two of them actually, um, um, Stephanie and Jess. Yeah. They are both amazing. Um, but yeah, so they're incredible. So definitely go shop with them. They literally have a million different colors and patterns in so many things. So I have a bunch of this, like almost all my scrunchies of theirs because they keep their shape. Mm-hmm. But the girls, their scrunchies of theirs, cause they're small. Mm-hmm. They have tons of different sizes. I've got their headbands, but I also have their scrunchie stands. Oh, amazing. I have two of them, one for me and one for the girls, and they hold it all. Mm-hmm. They're so good. And they're just, they're nice. I actually, they reached out to me when I was in labor with Reagan. Oh. Because I was high as a kite on the drugs. And <laughs> I posted a video and they saw the video. And oh, my gosh. It is funny. It's on my, It's. have you seen them? I think so. Is that when you were in Laughing Gas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah guys if you haven't seen it there's three videos on my personal instagram page Mm. but they are so funny and they were like we can't stop laughing at you oh yeah in the nicest way yeah oh yeah (laughs) and i fell in love with them from there on 
No, mm-hmm. I'll definitely share their, their page, um, in mm-hmm. our stories so that people can go and shop. Um, okay. So those are products. Um, do we want to just wait to read your, your post? So yeah. Tomorrow. I'm kind of nervous that it's coming out, but, um, I've always, and I've told Jane this for years now, pretty much since we've been friends, but I've always wanted to write a book. And Jane has always said, write the damn book. Um, and write the damn book. <laughs> and it does take a lot. Like I, I struggle with, um, trying to get a pen to a paper or hands to a keyboard, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so this was an interesting trial, if you will, because, you know, I wrote from my heart and we'll see how it is taken. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I remember, oh, my heater came on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I feel so sorry for every single listener right now because they can probably hear me drinking and chewing. No, no one can. the mic on mute, so I hope you're not hearing it. <laughs> hey, free ASMR for you guys. Okay? <laughs> People like that. Um, yeah, so sorry, I baby brain. You are very good at writing. Because you moved my husband to tears. Do you remember me telling you about that? I do, but I don't remember what it was. You wrote a post, I believe it was from when you were six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into it, mm-hmm. but it was unbelievably powerful. Mm-hmm. Because you made it clear that, oh, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> the hell that you had gone through didn't define who you were today yeah. and define who you are as a woman, as an individual, as a mother, as a creative, as, you know, and just like you took the reader mm-hmm. just like back to what it would be like. And it's almost like you can't even imagine going yeah. through that at six years old. Yeah, You made him cry and he's like, who he hadn't met you yet. Mm-hmm. I had but he hadn't met you and he was like who is this woman and like I need to know who she is I need to know her story because it was so powerful yeah so like where you've come from and he's always admired that about you because you're not a victim of your circumstances you're a yeah. survivor yeah right yeah. And so yeah. write the freaking book <laughs> I'm dedicated to me no, and dedicated kidding. to Jane. Um, and that in itself is just, I don't know, it's such a beautiful thing, like that someone who doesn't know me can mm-hmm. can not resonate with it, but like feel the feels going through it. And I know that maybe, and maybe this is just in my own head and like it's imposter syndrome or whatever, but um, I feel like some people would read some of my stuff and be like, oh, she's just trying to get attention or she's just trying to whatever. Um, But I will tell you from the person who's like wrote the things, the amount of private DMs that I get with people asking for advice or, or even just relating their stories and telling me like, I'm going through this exact thing right now. Um, Like I've talked about like my toxic relationship with my dad. And I've had so many people message me about that saying, how did you cut him? How did you get away from it? Um, and those are the people that I do these things for. It's not because like, oh, what was me? Because trust me, if I could be known for something, it, it probably wouldn't be that. I wouldn't choose that to be known for, but no. it's part of my story. It's a part of, you know, who I am. Um, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says we will overcome. Um, and I got it because my opa always said that. Always, 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 always. Um, and he said it in his thick German accent and we will overcome. We will overcome. 
And so I just, I don't know. It's, I think, I think that's what my book will be called is we will overcome because it is such a meaningful, you know, phrase. Um, but yeah, anyways, enough about me, but I just love what they stand for. And I love that we can use our social media, not just for like selling a product or sharing our families, which are all beautiful, but like use it for something a lot more powerful if you have the opportunity. Um, and I will say, don't go looking for something to like have and use your platform for something will come to you. Something will find you. Um, cause I just, I see so many people that will just work with brands and they just, they're influencers, but like for what purpose I would rather be an influencer based on my terrible circumstances in childhood and use it in a positive way or like Onyx and Ivy, I would consider them a brand that has a, a tremendous amount of push and, and support and love because of what they stand for. They're a brand with a mission and that's what I admire. Yeah, no, exactly. Ladies, yeah. if you're hearing this, hi, <laughs> I miss you guys. They're really nice. They're so nice. I did uh, vintage truck minis for them. In, at Christmas last year Christmas, and, yeah, yeah. and they all came at one time and they all had freaking got a puppy at like the same time and so it was just like puppy overload and they were all like the same age they're so stinking cute oh my gosh though I have to tell you speaking of funny things um they all live in the same community okay I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure all five of them live in the same community and I saw one of them I think it was Steph share a door cam video did you see this? No. <laughs> so I think it was Steph, but, and I've met Steph's husband. I've done photos for Steph's family and Steph's dog. I think they have a Frenchie and she's a puppy. She got out the front door and the ring camera caught it. And her husband, I cannot remember his name, but he ran down the stairs. He ate the ice so hard no. and it was all on video. And I was howling and she put like music to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like. I'm a sucker for those kind of videos, like Me in America's too. Home movies, you know? That's what Cash was watching today. He was trying to find cat and dog videos that are funny. Yeah. And he was literally sitting at the sitting on the coffee table with his butt laughing hysterically, like howling at it. And I was like, is this the age that we're at now? He's six. <laughs> He's watching wholesome things. Do you know what my kid was watching? Oh, okay scary like creepy little youtube videos because she thinks those are funny oh. <laughs> they're creepy as flipping heck oh yeah she should not watch this she loves it yeah but like a saint i've got the devil. <laughs> well i have two children remember right the yeah. other one was um jumping on the couch with a blue bowl on his head before bed so I, you know it's a look it's a vibe <laughs> Um, okay. Oh. We have ranted and raved. So if you have digested enough McDonald's, <laughs> would you like to tell us what has been going on with Janie? Let me just. Okay. <laughs> I'm now going to take a sip of my beverage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you miss us guys? Okay. Sorry. So here's the thing with my, with this pregnancy. So with all my pregnancies, I suffer with hyperemesis gravidium. I think that's how you pronounce it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, We've actually had somebody on the podcast before you came on, mm-hmm. did an episode about it. It's horrible. Yeah. It's unbelievably horrible. And I had it, I've had it with all three. It's like, it's, it's not morning sickness. They always try and te- say, oh, it's just morning sickness, but extreme. It's not. 
Mm-mm. It's not, it's really not. Morning sickness has a, for most people, I guess, right? Has an expiry date, mm-hmm. right? This is all day, every day. Mm-hmm. It's all you can do. Um, for me, it resulted in dramatic weight loss, mm-hmm. which like, heck yeah, I'll take the weight loss, <laughs> but I would rather lose the weight in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. This was unbelievably unhealthy. And like I said earlier, you can't even keep water down. No. And you feel like you're going insane because you just want to eat. You want to eat so badly Mm -hmm. and you want to drink and you're constantly dry. Like you want to eat so badly because, and your lips are so dry. Your skin is like peeling. I felt like a leper. My skin was just coming off in chunks because you're so dehydrated. You have no energy to do anything. And so it's scary. It's very scary. And it hit me with this pregnancy very, very hard. And with this pregnancy alone, we've already seen some crazy things like no heartbeat, no placenta. Um, If you've ever been told there's no heartbeat, you know the absolute agony Mm -hmm. that your heart goes through. Um, we were told that two days before Christmas, but my levels, they weren't great, but they were going to see how my levels continued. And these are just things that like, you don't ever wish to hear in a pregnancy that you're excited for, especially, um, with my second baby, I had, um, it was undiagnosed because it's hard to see on an ultrasound, um, I had a placenta accreta, which is when, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's when your you, your placenta grows into your uterus. And sometimes you can't see that, like they, they can't tell anything about it until you deliver. And so after 48 hours of being in active labor, which 48 hours is excruciating enough and exhausting, that we decided to do an emergency C-section and then it wasn't until they took out then my second born baby that they noticed that I had a placenta accreta and it had completely meshed into my uterus, into the wall. And so then they had to cut up my uterus to put it bluntly, stitch it back together. And it was a very dramatic like amount of blood loss, like shouldn't be here today kind of blood loss. Um, very grateful, obviously, that I am. And a half an hour surgery c-sections because c-sections are pretty quick um turned into a five and a half hour c-section which was very scary um i had some memory loss because i woke up not knowing like i knew who i was i didn't know like the surroundings like i recognized my mom i could tell who my husband was but like oh that's my baby it was really weird and so typically with an accreta, and they told me this in the hospital, they're like, no more kids. Because if it happens again, it's even more dangerous. And we were not expecting to have a third baby. We weren't. Um, and yet, here we are. <laughs> so just even having, seeing the difference between being pregnant in Canada and being pregnant in the States, drastically different. Mm-hmm drastically Mm -hmm. it made 
it has made me appreciate even more what I had in Canada mm-hmm. by far. And not just because of the money. Don't I was going to say, like, not just financially. No, don't get me wrong. The care that I have received has been amazing. Mm-hmm. The team that I am with, I'm with two teams. I'm with a high-risk team. And then I have my regular um, doctor who is amazing. And him, him and his entire team are just 100% just want me to be happy and healthy mm-hmm. and have my best interests at heart, which I appreciate. Yeah. But just it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Very extensive. Yes. That even with we have healthcare. We have so do you pay for every single maternity appointment you go to? Not all at once. No, I get a okay. bill in the mail. So it goes. It, so before you go, and this is, I'm not an expert on U.S. insurance. Please yeah. don't anyone think that I am, because I'm not. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. But so far, from my experiences, we have to. We had to phone around to see that our insurance was accepted by a clinic. Mm. That clinic had to make sure that our insurance was accepted at the hospital and only certain clinics deliver at certain hospitals. Yeah. Which is normal. It is normal. It's like here too. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Um, And so what's happened is, as I've gone, I'll have my appointment. And then about a month later is when I get the bill and Mm. it will be like the previous months. um, Yeah breakdown so what the insurance has has taken and then what I have left to pay wow but it's not it's not cheap when you have an irregular pregnancy totally yeah like I when I say it was weekly trips yeah it was because I was because when you have hyperemesis gravity and you have it as severely as I've had it um you have to go for IVs and I would go for IVs in Calgary Mm-hmm. at the hospital granted I would be there all day mm-hmm. because you have to wait to get it mm-hmm. and that's you know socialized healthcare is very different from private yeah there are some things that you have to deal with um here I get in right away yeah and I get my IVs right away but my gosh they take care of you here I'm in a flipping no offense Canada sitting in those chairs is not comfortable no no do you know what chairs I'm on about like the it's like you're in a waiting room chair Mm -hmm. getting an IV for a few hours yep you're not comfy I tell you they put me in a lazy boy with a massager and a heating pad they give me pillows and blankets and then they're like hey I know that you're sick we're still gonna try and feed you while you're getting your IVs oh oh they can't like they give me everything, food, food, drink, wow. popsicles, mints after, and I'm sick. Like I'm trying. Yeah. I don't want to see if you can put anything down. But um, yeah. Although I did, you know what? In all fairness, I'm now remembering. In Calgary, they did give me roast beef sandwiches when I was getting them done too, which were really good. Actually, <laughs> my face, guys, was just not one that was good. It was a bad face. You know what? It was really yummy. But I think when you've been starving for weeks on end, anything at that point also would be really yummy. Oh, yeah. Well, and we're like my, (laughs) we're in a group chat, me, Jane, and Elise. We've had Elise on the podcast a couple of times. And now that Jane is like finally getting a bit of an appetite back when she wants something, it's like we're all pregnant together because she's like, 
She romanticized Subway sandwiches last week so bad that Elise and I both had Subway like twice. Because let me tell you about Subway sandwiches. Let me let me paint the picture. Now I want McDonald's. Oh, the McDonald's is divine right now. (laughs) My gosh. Fresh, warm, like fresh, hot, not warm, hot fries with the salt on them. McDonald's fries, nothing better than that. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, and then the crunchies. Huh? Even in the States? They're my favorite fries, Mm. regardless of where I've gone. Okay. They are my favorite fries. Okay. Fight me. Fight me. Um, Let me me tell you about a Subway sandwich. Okay. 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 You get the really good bread. I really like Italian herb and cheese, but the honey oat is also so good. Mm -hmm. You get it half toasted, not fully toasted. Oh, okay. Ask for it to be toasted for half the amount of time. Mm. You get your your toppings or whatever it is that you like. You get your meat that you like. But I like a lot of onion mm. and a lot of pickles. Mm. I like a few banana peppers in there too. Cucumbers, some regular peps, you know. But here's the thing. When you take that first bite, that crunch, you know what oh. I'm on about now. Yes, That's I do. Like the most satisfying feeling. It is, yeah. It's so good. Ugh, now I'm going to want one. Well, until you have a bad one and then it ruins it for you. That's what happened yeah, to me last week. Lettuce, didn't you? No, I got the crunchy end lettuce. You want the crunch? No. And <laughs> so I voiced Jane and it was like, okay, this ruined it for me. I was so excited. And if it's like, and I asked for like a little lettuce, not a ton, but a little bit. And you could tell they were like at the end of the lettuce because it was like the harder white bits. And I I took a bite and I was like, is this an onion or like, what is this? It was that hard. And then I was like, I can't eat the rest of this. It was ruined for me. (laughs) Subway. I love it. Eat fresh. fresh. So good. Okay. Um, Total sidebar, but did you get through your whole story? I had to step away for a second to tuck my kid in. I did text my husband because he just got home and was like, can you please go tuck in cash? And he responded with, and the only reason I'm telling you this is because I'm like rolling my eyes. Uh, He's like, I can't get up the stairs. I'm like, what? He just got home from Muay Thai and he thinks he maybe broke his foot. (laughs) What? So once this podcast is over, are we going to check? The guy has had so many injuries lately. Mm. Like your old age is showing. You maybe can't kick an elbow or a knee as, as much as you might have. In the oh my word. He needs some of that. Um... So as I came down the stairs, yeah. I he like showed me his foot in his sock. And it's like, like for sure. He, yeah, maybe. He might be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait till this podcast is over. <laughs> Okay, well, I won't take up too much more of your time there. Um, pretty much, I had a very awful delivery with Reagan. Very, very scary. Shouldn't have gotten pregnant again. That's kind of like where we left off, I guess. Yeah. We are pregnant. It's still very difficult. We've had a lot of very scary things along the way. Mm-hmm. But, and, and yeah, just to recap, and healthcare is very different down here than it is in Canada. Mm-hmm. I will say, though. I'm very, very thankful for my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I went last week for an appointment and my doctor didn't even recognize me. Did I tell you this? 
No. You legit didn't recognize me. The nurse didn't recognize me. Because when you finally can eat, you get some color back. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, my word. Like, hi. You're like, a human. Couldn't tell it was you. Because I looked. You saw me. You were so pale. I was. I looked like a flipping skull. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I even could see it in my face. It was all sunken in. And uh, he came in and he had no idea. He was completely oh. I will just say this. For anyone who works in healthcare, mm-hmm. I will say this. And I um got like I got lucky. So the nurse, me and her chatted for a bit. And she was like, oh, we were joking, laughing. I love to have a like you're gonna look at my hoo-ha, like you're touching my body. I want to know that we have a good connection, you know? Um, so I like to chat with them. <laughs> You know, make sure I'm comfortable and we did we talked for about 20 minutes and she was absolutely wonderful I've enjoyed her company every time yeah um she walked out the door and my doctor's name is Dr Wing shout out Dr Wing you're awesome he's never gonna hear this um but he was like oh is Jane ready for me and she's like yeah she's in such a good mood she looks so good and she's talking about me to Dr Wing right outside my door and I'm like well, this is good. This is positive. Imagine if she was like, she don't shut up. She's she so annoying. <laughs> like, oh my word. Can you imagine? That would be mortifying. Yeah. I would have, I I couldn't have stayed. I would have been so embarrassed. But the whole time I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> okay. Yes, like, I am. Thanks so much. Like, so just be careful. If you're talking about a patient outside a door, mm. thankfully it was very positive and I felt really cool, like super cool. Actually, I felt even cooler because having in the States, at least in Utah, and just judging by what I've been told by my doctor and my high-risk team, they're like, having a baby after an accrete is very rare because down here he was saying they remove your uterus because it's so dangerous. Oh, crazy. That typically <laughs> the woman can't have another baby yeah and so he brought another doctor in actually to my appointment because they're like we haven't seen that before you're like a medical mystery I don't like to say I'm a medical mystery because I'm sure there's been plenty of other women who have had another baby after an accreta but he just hasn't seen it Mm. so for him and his colleagues I'm not normal. Wow. Well, and I'm not normal, but you know, my pregnancy is not normal. So you do feel a little important. I will say that because yeah. he wants to deliver my baby. Yeah. But, but he won't. Doing... Most likely he will not. Okay. No. Most likely he won't. Um, the hospital that I live right near is not where I will be. Del- Originally I would have delivered there mm-hmm. if I was a normal pregnancy. I will be going to where the specialized team will deliver, which is <laughs> quite the drive. But that is where I will go because they can take care of me and the baby because the baby will be born early. Mm-hmm. Just because of complications that we have, which we don't need to get into on the mm-hmm. podcast right now. But You're having the baby in the States? Ideally, no. No. Ideally, okay. back in Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but basically, you have the same situation in Utah and in Canada. Yes. If you were to have this baby early. Yes. So they've actually been in touch with my team in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just like a 
they'll report to each other mm-hmm. when there's something that's needed to be said. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, 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 it's so up in the air when you're trying to figure out where the heck you're delivering, I guess. Yeah. It's not a normal case. And you also can't travel after 32 weeks and I need to deliver at 34. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a ton of time to get yeah. either. It's, it's all very complicated. And I will update as I can, mm-hmm. as what's appropriate, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, guys, that's where I've been. That's where she's been. That's where I've been. Pregnant. So, I mean, Christmas hit, because I think our last episode was in November, right? I truly can't remember. Neither time. can I. Um, and I so I can't remember when it was. I want to say it was November, but it could have even been October. Um, and then, yeah, I'm a photographer and crazy Christmas busy season hit and I didn't have the capacity. Um, and we just kind of took a hiatus and then holiday season and all that stuff. And then Janie found out she was pregnant shortly thereafter. So, um, it was, and there was no way she was barely responding to texts. Never mind coming on a podcast. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. The thing is, I couldn't look at like my phone. Yeah. Or a computer screen. Like every single thing had to take a back seat. Oh, yeah. The only thing I made sure of. And obviously I have a husband who helped, who's been extremely helpful beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, um, was my other two kids. Yeah. Just making sure they're taken care of. Literally making sure that they stayed alive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? And that was my only priority. And the second they went to bed, I went to bed. Yeah. You know? No, nope, 100%. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that for yourself. And it's very... Pre- pregnancy for some people can be very lonely, I find. Mm-hmm. Because we've been told... I don't know if this is everyone or just me, but you're almost like conditioned that like pregnancy is so divine. It's so <laughs> beautiful. And it is for some people like it is. Yeah. Um, Not the, for you. Never for me. Mm-hmm. No. You have beautiful moments, mm-hmm. but I, I don't enjoy it. No. And I've been, I've had nasty things said to me in previous pregnancies because I, I'm not going to shy about it mm-hmm. because I don't think people talk about the horrible sides of pregnancy enough. Don't get me wrong. It's so nice not feeling fat mm-hmm. in a pair of jeans because you look at your body differently. Yeah, at least totally. I did. I can only speak for me. Sorry. Totally. But you do. You feel different about your bump. You're not like, oh, I shouldn't have had that McDonald's. It's like, give me double. Mm-hmm. You, know? you, just, you view. You're, you're growing a human. Mm, you're growing a human. You look at it very differently. But I find that if you say something nasty about it, like I had hemorrhoids or I am cramping or Braxton mm-hmm. Hicks is horrible or the constant nausea and vomiting is just exhausting. If you ever say something negative, people do get their back up. I am very sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. I understand that for some women, it's either not an option or it's extremely difficult to even conceive. Yeah, totally. You know, and I try to be sensitive to that, but you shouldn't invalidate someone's feelings either. No, never. 
right? And that has happened in the past. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be as sensitive as I can to you. I'm truly, truly sorry that you're experiencing that, but you can't invalidate my feelings too. No, totally. And I think that people need to just respect everyone's journey. Yeah, totally. I'm not sitting here talking about how horrible my pregnancy is just to complain. I'm giving an update. Yeah. Um, and we're having a chit chat about it. Yeah. You know, little natter girl talk, but like, I'm not trying to be insensitive to people out there who have not or who have struggled. Yeah, totally. Your journey is respected. Your journey is supported in whatever way we can. Yeah. Um, and you're heard. And we want nothing but the best for your outcome, mm-hmm. whatever that might, that might be. But yeah, I find that like people do get very upset yeah when you say something negative about a pregnancy people need to chill out and just understand that your story isn't everybody else's stories and and that's it and in life in general but yeah I hope that no one has sat here going okay Jane no I mean but look at you can go back I, I can't remember which episode number it was um but there was another lady who came on the podcast and talked about hypermesis gravidarium and she doesn't have any of the accretor and stuff that you've talked Rebecca. about. Rebecca? Uh, no. Um, oh my gosh. I will find her name in a second. Yes. It's, it's I'm spacing. Um, but this is just like, you can listen to Jane's story and then you can go listen to her story. They're two very separate stories, but they have similarities and each are going to tell a totally different story. So, I mean, I didn't have bad pregnancies, I'm using air quotes, um, at all, at all. I had a terrible delivery with my older son, mm-hmm. like a terrible delivery, but the pregnancy wasn't bad, but I still didn't enjoy it. And I'm allowed to say that even though people who maybe can't conceive might think that that's insensitive, but like n- nobody enjoys everything in life. Do you know what I mean? My, my one sister, ugh love her she had two beautiful pregnancies stunning pregnancies loved being pregnant would happily do it again you know Mm -hmm. and um my other sister right now actually she's pregnant too she is due this month well end of the month april 1st i guess so soon yeah Um, she's also had a difficult pregnancy completely different to my difficulties but again her pregnancy is valid and i think um not enough is really talked about with women about pregnancies. Um, I joked one time about like a while ago about writing down everything that happened in Reagan's pregnancy. That's my second child. Mm-hmm. Cause her pregnancy was horrific. Like this has been really bad, definitely worse than Reagan's, but I'm also only 16 and a half weeks in mm-hmm. Reagan's. When I tell you, like you name it, it happened. Like I broke my foot just from standing because um, my my muscles, I had a disorder that my muscles didn't hold on to my bones that I only had in pregnancy. Do you have it this time? I don't know. I didn't develop it with Reagan until I was like twenty something weeks. Oh my gosh! So I don't I don't have it right now. I haven't broken my foot, but I literally was just standing in the kitchen, and my I took a step, didn't slip, nothing, but I broke my foot, and it was horrible. Um, I remember doing your maternity photos and you were in an air cast. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're like, yeah, it's fine. I can walk. I'm like, what? Fine. It was fine. You know, it happened. Um, I think I was in an air cost for like 12 weeks. Or something. That's insane. Um, that episode is episode 29 and it is with Cindy Montado and she's actually out of Idaho. Um, and so she, yeah. So she talks about hypermesis and how that's affected her life and, uh, yeah, very sweet girl, but, um, it really does. It really, it hyperemesis. I didn't even know was a thing mm -hmm. before I got pregnant Yeah, and it really does. It messes the most with your mental health. Yeah. And that's another thing. I have had depression with this pregnancy. They won't treat me for it because what? I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. So it's been very interesting. And especially like with the vid, you know, yeah. Um, just a lot of protocols have been very interesting to witness. Because um, um, you had Reagan what year? 2020. She was a COVID baby. Yeah. Conceived out of COVID. Mm -hmm. Born during COVID. Mm hmm and a lot of my pregnancy was during COVID. Um, ugh. Uh, very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Actually, that was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. To um, just the whole experience. Like at one point, like Zach, my husband couldn't come with me to appointments because we, you know, it was COVID was new. We yeah. didn't know anything. And then even being in the hospital, he was allowed to be with me, but like, I remember going into one hospital, like in um, having really bad Braxton Hicks to a point where we did think I was in active labor. Yeah, it wasn't, but they treated me like it was. And I remember going to one hospital because my main hospital was shut down mm -hmm. because of COVID because they were going to take COVID patients on the unit instead. Mm -hmm. And um, they wanted me to labor, like have these Braxton Hicks with the mask on. And I was like, like hell I am, because you you don't care about that when you're in that kind of pain, you know? Um, very different. And so I'm curious to see how it will be this time, especially with a plan C section. Yeah. I think it will be very, very different. It will in a, be. In a positive way. Yeah. So I never had a C section like emergency wise. Um, but also planned. Holt was planned, yeah. You just have one. You pushed with I pushed with cash. Um, I pushed, and I also have an episode all about my birth story if you want to go yeah. listen. Um, but I basically pushed, I labored for 64 hours. 64? 64 hours with cash and like all active labor, like four, one in one, you know, that like they say it's four, one in one. Um, I was exhausted. I got sent home from the hospital multiple times. And I think in hindsight, like if I could do it all again, which I would never, but if I could, um, I- so during that 64 hours, they sent you home? Twice. Because I was not dilated. I was like two centimeters. So in hindsight, now knowing what I know, um, I can grow pretty big, juicy babies. They also have very juicy heads. <laughs> so <laughs> in hindsight now, um, cash just wasn't going to break my water. It, like naturally, it just wasn't going to happen. I think that's what they were waiting for. So finally on day three, I advocated for myself and I said, I'm not leaving. Clearly I've gone home twice and I'm still on day three was like two and a half centimeters. Like I was barely, barely there. So finally they did decide to admit me. Um, they broke my water and then gave me an epidural, all that stuff. Um, 
And then all was good. Like all went very smoothly until it was time to push. Um, and in hindsight, his big head came into play one more time and it just, it wasn't happening for me. I'm a pretty petite human. Um, Mm -hmm. and he was eight, seven, he was pretty big for my little stature and he had a massive head, like massive. So he just wasn't coming out. He was also flipped the opposite way. So after four hours of pushing, face up, uh, he was face. He He was, yeah, exactly. Um, because they're supposed to be facing up. No, I thought they were face down and they turned. I don't know now. I thought they were face down. I think they might be face down. And then they um, turn because otherwise it's like face presenting. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Well, We're any doctors to... out there? <laughs> Dr. Wing? Dr. Wang? Dr. Wang. Uh, Dr. Wing. Yeah. He's Dr. So Wing, cool. help us. Um, He's so cool. That's so funny. Um, but yeah. And so basically he was the opposite way. And so. Um, they were actually prepping the OR for me to have an emergency. Cause I had actually done my four hours completely natural because my epidural had gotten pulled out. So I thought I had the drugs and I didn't have the drugs, which was actually worse than not having the drugs. Like when you make a decision and you're like, I'm doing this natural, like cool girl power to you. But I made the decision to get the drugs. And then I was pushing the button and I was like, this sucks. Like this is not working. Uh, and then somebody came up and held up up. the entire tape thing. Mm-hmm. And just held it up and was like, this came out of her back. And I could have sworn that the world stopped moving for a second. And I was like, what was happening? So anyways, long story short, um, they realized that I needed the OR. So they were prepping that for me. Um, and there just happened to be a forcep doctor that was literally in the hallway. And they were like, let's see if we can maybe get him out with forceps before we take her to a C-section. Um, and because he was flipped the opposite way, they had to get the forceps in because he was too far in for a vacuum. That's like after four hours, he was, he had hit my pubic bone with his forehead for four hours. That's how terrible it was. Um, and so basically they got the forceps on and not only did they have to pull, and if you know anything about forceps, they place them on the temples, right? Like right here. So they had to put them on like hard and flip him and pull him at the same time because he was flipped the opposite way. So it did some big damage to me. Um, and to him, he actually came out with something called facial palsy. So they basically pinched that nerve in his temple. And so he actually, we were calling him Sylvester Stallone for the first like eight weeks. Cause when he cried, the one side of his face was really droopy. So, um, it was traumatizing. Like I laugh about it now, but like <sighs> was terrible. You're on mute, Jane. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've been talking too. Sorry. I know I'm about to have a bite of the burger. Um, do you have pictures of it? My labor? Okay. No. Oh gosh. <laughs> Pictures of I what? His little Sylvester Stallone face. Yeah, he it was more like when he cried, you would really see it. There's one picture that I do have where he's like, ah. um, but the downside is like we tried to breastfeed, but he would latch on and it would pour out the side that that muscle was on. So all in all was just terrible. So we were not trying for Holt at all. Um, Holt was a surprise. And I think, cause I still had like PTSD from what happened with cash. I was like very traumatized because you're right. Everybody has this stigma of like how beautiful labor is. And it's this magical experience. And I did not experience that whatsoever. And neither and have some you. women do. I some women do women who have it. Yeah. I have a friend. I have a friend. I was actually supposed to photograph her birth like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. She has a like 19 year old daughter. And then she has a daughter who's almost two. And a son who's like a month old. And so because of COVID, they were having, they had a home birth with their 
middle daughter. Cause obviously like different dads. Um, so the two younger ones have the same dad. And so they were, they had a home birth with their daughter. She was over 10 pounds. She was not, yeah, she was huge. Um, so freaking cute. That woman's a true pup. seriously. And so she had her in the water at their house and it was beautiful and magical. And so we talked like for six months and she's like, would you come and photograph my birth? And I've always wanted to photograph one just to like experience it. And because I know her, it's like a more close knit, you know, what? Okay. Um, I keep thinking I'm on mute. Sorry guys. You're hearing everything. (laughs) Oh God. Um, and so anyways, long story short, this poor girl, I was on call for like two weeks and this, she was 42 weeks pregnant but her doctors are like, he's not coming out naturally. So she did end up having him in the hospital, which was not what she wanted. Um, but she also had a doula who came in and was able to like make it a beautiful experience for her. And like, they had twinkle lights and they had music and they lit some candles and she still was able to like get him out in her own way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why the whole premise. Oh, like some people have it beautiful. Like even for her, like in that it was beautiful. Um, for, for Lexi, my oldest. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was wonderful. Yeah. Shout out to Maddie. Yeah. She was incredible and helpful and advocated for me. Yeah. If you've never had a doula before, I yeah. do highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Us too. Yeah. And my husband thought it was a joke when we first were going to do it. So shout out to Jenna. Um, but she was going to come and he's like, what do we need a doula for? And like, because I had an epidural, like they can't do a lot of those things that they would typically do if you mm-hmm. don't have the drugs, but she was just our support person. She made sure like she snuck me applesauce packs when the doctors weren't looking. Cause I was dying. Mm-hmm. She let Shane sleep for a while. She ended up and I still have it, but I ended up turning on my side to push at one point, but they have that bar that goes across the bed. Um, mm-hmm. and she brought something and it's basically like a long pashmina scarf, but it's called a rebozo. And you basically like twist it around the thing. And then you are able to hold those ends and pull in like as tight as you can with your arms. Um, and she gave me as I like, gave it to me, like as a push present. <laughs> so. Maddie was great. My biggest concern was a having someone to make the phone calls mm-hmm. things like that, that I needed, like um, just to keep everyone updated. But I also wanted to know every single detail that was happening. Mm. so that I could write Lexi's birth story I yeah. wrote down both my kids birth stories so, um, so I wanted to know what time was things happening how yeah. fast did I dilate because I knew that for Zach it's also his first kid and he's got he's also now going through I'm becoming a parent mm-hmm. it's shocking for him too he's trying to support me um so I was for me I was like I need you to not only like help me through this and give me some exercises and just be my support person I also needed her almost to just like I don't mean to take away from it but like be a data entry person for me yeah like a little secretary yeah um and she was phenomenal she was so I would have honest if I if I could have I would have had her again Mm -hmm. but I delivered during COVID when Mm. (laughs) it's very different yeah she was in it was just you feel it's a different type of support to you because I don't owe her anything. Yeah. I don't owe her an experience. Mm-hmm. I don't need to perform for her. I don't need to make sure that she's, do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? I Anyone yeah. who's had a doula kind of, you know, 
they're there for you. Totally. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience. It really, really was. She Us was too. Um, and we walked away from it, and my husband was like, we couldn't have done that without Jenna. And she like took pictures of us like and videos and ironically I I was just making not just but in December I was making a happy birthday post for my older son um and I went I was going through the pictures and like I don't look beautiful after 64 hours of labor it was just not (laughs) however I'm going through them and I'm like these are still beautiful and I just happened to scroll through and there's one of Shane and I and we're holding cash And one of the nurses is in the picture and I did a quadruple take and I didn't know her at the time because obviously it was a flurry and I didn't actually know her at the time. But two years ago, I did newborn photos for this nurse. And it wasn't until I was going through the pictures because we both look very different than we do now, Mm -hmm. but it was like an, oh my gosh moment. I'm like, that is Holly. Holly was in the delivery room with my son. We didn't know each other. And now it's come full circle. and. I've now done newborns for her family. And I had messaged her the picture. She's like, oh my gosh, like what a small world. But I wouldn't have remembered that. Funny side story. Yeah. Stacy, if you're listening, um, she was the nurse that helped with Lexi. Yep. When we were delivering with Reagan, she was back at work as well. And she was our nurse for Reagan. Oh, that's amazing. She like requested. She was like, can I please go with, be with these guys? I know them. Oh. And um, if I'm having it in Calgary, yeah, if I have Stacey, this one in Calgary. You better be available. Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love I it. I'd like to request you again. She right. was a dope nurse, I tell you. Actually, but all our nurses were really I was going to say, I didn't have any. Like, And actually, after, so long story short, that happened. And then Holt was not planned. And because... I pushed for so long with cash. My pelvic floor was not in a good standing. So they said, you know what? You shouldn't even try. They said, you could, you'll probably ended up in emergency. So it's up to you. So we made the call to just do an elective. And in hindsight, now having done both for me, the recovery of a C-section was actually easier. And the reason I say that is because your incision is in a certain spot. You would, you know, that you can brace yourself when you get up or if you have to sneeze or you have to cough or whatever, um, you grab that pillow tight, Ooh. You grab that pillow tight and you have the medicine for me. I left the hospital with basically, this is very TMI, but like I had the worst tear possible down there. Like it doesn't get worse than that. There's four degrees. I had the fourth degree. <laughs> um, I found it so impossible to heal there because like your legs are moving, you're walking, you're lifting your legs, you're sitting on the toilet, you're fluid that comes out of there too. Oh, well, that, that's, that's a whole other thing, but just like to heal the wound and your pelvic floor at the same time, like it was just, it was just not a good thing. Um, and so for me, I found like, this was just a wound. I just had to nurse it back to health and be very careful. But mm-hmm. like now I just have a scar. Whereas like so much stuff happens between like where you have a baby, right? Yeah. Like a lot of things happen there and not even like the things you guys are thinking about, but like walking friction, lifting your leg a little bit to hop into bed, like all those things make it so that you you can't heal. You're like, I think I'm, oh no, I just tore a stitch, (laughs) which is bad. Gosh, It was terrible. So, um, I didn't, it's so funny because most people don't understand why I had a C-section without having, ever having an emergency C-section. I think it's pretty rare to just have an elective without like uh, in the States, you can, in the States, you can just like book a C-section 
first yeah. pregnancy, book it up. Um, but in Canada, they'll advocate for you to try naturally normally, unless there's a bad circumstance. That, I think it's beautiful to try. I yeah. still wish we tried pushing with Reagan, which is why we didn't elect for a C-section mm-hmm. with our second, because I wanted to push. I yeah. wanted that experience. Yeah. I wanted to see if my body could do it. My body couldn't, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. And now, be- you know, that it will be like, like you'll be able to oops, give the girls to a family member. You'll be able to rest that night. Mm-hmm. You and Zach can both rest that night. You guys go in knowing you're in fully capable hands. The doctors are going to like our, our C-section, like we got there at seven in the morning. Uh, obviously I hadn't eaten since the night before. Um, oh. and they basically, hmm? no, you need to eat. I know they'll say don't because it's a surgery. No, you eat. In the okay. Well, I didn't. <laughs> so, um, I'm not a doctor. Don't take medical advice. From me. <laughs> eat McDonald's before your C-section. I um, 100% will be. So, but like we gave our older son to grandma that night, we both slept. We both actually had influenza that like six weeks before. And so I had been on it. They finally figured out that I was have, I had it the Thursday before the Sunday I had hold. So I was on antibiotics for like three days and thankfully it was okay by the time I went in, but, um, they basically like went in and I'm telling you this all Jane for your own personal knowledge and whoever listens is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically when I got there, they checked to see if any emergencies had happened, emergency C-sections, before. Cause if there were, I would have gotten pushed a little bit. There wasn't. Cause we have two Christmas babies basically. Cause we're stupid. And, um, so then we went into the OR, we were in the OR for nine by the time I was on the operating table. Um, and they had like given me my spinal, all of the things, um, Holt was out at nine eighteen. It was quick. It was like, he said, and he, like, he was teaching in the OR, my doctor, he was mm-hmm. teaching a student and he's like, you know, if you just move this over here, right over here, like talking about like inner anatomy. And he's like, she has beautiful anatomy. Like, and I was like, well, thank you. What a compliment. I'm like, what, my kidney? Like, what are you talking about here? These intestines just look like (laughs) they're just so beautiful. Um, But it was just so like quick and painless and like basically said, do you want to feel the baby one more time? So I did. And the second that he made the incision, um, Holt, in hindsight, if you see any of my Instagram stories, he's a wild card. And so he was low my entire pregnancy. Like I wore like one of those bamboo belts to try to like keep my posture up because like, I felt he was going to belt. Yeah. So he was so low my entire pregnancy. The second they cut open, he like scurried his way up as high as he possibly could. And the doctor was like, it's a good thing that we decided to do a C-section because I have a feeling you would have pushed for as long as you did with your first. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for validating what I needed to hear. Oh. Um, and then I was in recovery, like within 20 minutes. Um, and they also did a tubal for me. So I got a piece of my tube removed, um, obviously mm-hmm. very different than what you'll have done as well. But, yeah. um, they ask you if you want to do that. And all of that was done at one time. It was just like, I was, I was there on the table already. You were um, cut open and they ask if they, if you want a tubal or did they ask before? No, no, no. I gave consent before for sure. Okay. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. No. Um, they actually like brought it up when we were talking about a C-section, they said, listen, this is no pressure. However. And I was like, tell me where to sign. Like I'm done. Um, I'm still waiting for them to offer a tummy tuck. Yeah. I don't know that they do that. Pregnancy. 
with both of them. I was like, if you're going to cut me open, you know, when they get you to sign the consent, I've said both times, can you just pull the skin a little tighter? Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. Rude. Well, I told Shane, I said, listen, if you want to continue being married, this is your one job. (laughs) Ensure that that tubal happens. I don't ever plan on being on an operating table ever again. So unless you want to go to the doctor, <laughs> snipped yourself, <laughs> I tell taking you, one for the team here. Um, with, with Reagan, when they get you to sign the consent, I said, just make sure I don't die on the table. <laughs> and apparently when I was bleeding out on the table, she was saying, I just promised this woman that I wouldn't let her die on the table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she told me that when oh. they come and check on you after and fill you in on how your surgery went. She said I was yelling. I just promised this woman I wouldn't let her die on the table. We can't let her die. She oh was amazing. Gosh. She was great. But it made me laugh. I'm like, good thing I made you promise. Oh, seriously. Because I normally would have always been like, ah, I'll, I'll just do a DNR. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay. Save the baby. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. But I didn't that time. I was like, don't let me die. And she's like, I have to promise this to keep. Yeah. She, well, yeah. she she followed through. Thank goodness. Yeah. No kidding. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the whole point of the story is like an elective was just so not stressful that like we went into recovery and you're obviously in very good medicated state. Like you don't feel anything. When I was in recovery, they gave me another because your spinal is supposed to wear off after like 12 hours, I think. And so they actually an did epidural. No, a spinal. I was numb from my shoulders down. How painful is that? Not painful. No, I mean, compared to an epidural. Like nothing. It was very similar to an epidural. Okay. I never felt my epidural. Okay. It didn't like I had them, um, but I felt the freezing pinches. That was it. Not the yeah. actual epidural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was good. Um, they do give you a puke bucket. I will premise with that because oh, yeah. spinal oh. drug at one time. Right. And I did they get gave me that with the epidural as well. Yeah. I didn't really get sick from the epidural, but the spinal, because it's your whole body, like the epidural is like waist down basically. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that I went to recovery and they gave me like, I don't, I don't want to say that I know the medical term cause I don't, but it was basically like another, spinal I'm using like, but it was only in the, the horizontal line of where your incision was. So more local, it was local. It was direct where that incision was. So that once the actual spinal wore off, that still had another 12 hours of numbness there, which is still numb. Sorry. Is yours still numb? Um, above, above my scar is below is not. I have like a rectangle oh. of my scar. It's well, it's a, it's a line for the scar, but there's like a rectangle around my scar. Yeah. The whole area is still numb. It's crazy. Fine by me. I don't care. Like what? Is yeah. It? Is, but it's crazy yeah. because some of those nerve endings never come back together. Right. Yeah. I think it's funny. Every and now and then like I'll be drying myself off or something and I'll touch it. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, right. Can't feel, can't that. feel that. I know it's like a small portion above my scar that is a little bit numb. Like I can't feel anything there, but more in the middle, like as you get towards the edges of the scar, like I can feel it there, Mm -hmm. but it's super weird. Um, that was the only thing that was like more painful. I think for me and my C-section was because I got the tubal. And so they really have to like pull those tubes way down in order to take a piece out. 
because the tubes are like quite high up. If that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Your shoulders in the sky. Sorry. I'm just like, oh, um, but I mean, like in, in the grand scheme of a C-section, like it was not much, but I did ask my nurse after I'm like, why is it hurt on the outer edges? You would think it would be the middle of the incision. Cause that's mm-hmm. like where it was the most open. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's because of the tubal. Saying this, women are flipping amazing. They really are. Isn't that crazy? We go through hell. And then I look at my kids now and how big they are. And oh. I'm like, how did you fit in my tummy? Well, they weren't that big in your tummy. Well, obviously, but still, like, just I, like it's just kind of a mind mess up. It is. It is. Like you look Oops. and you're like, wow. What did she do the other day? She did something to herself. I went, hang on a second. I grew that. What was she doing? Oh, it was so funny. Oh, this is a lame story now. She was doing something to herself. Okay. I don't know. And I was like, take care of yourself. I grew that. And she was like, you grew this? What was it that she was doing? Oh, it's going to irritate me. But I was like, yeah, you grew in my tummy. I had to make sure that you grew properly. Mm -hmm. You know? And then you know curious four-year-old there's a baby in mommy's tummy she's asking mm. questions so then it's like oh is that does the baby have fingers does the baby have toes the baby, can the baby hear this so then I went through it all and yes the baby is a f- human like it's it looks like a human now not just mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. little alien and uh so it's been fun trying to teach her that yeah I'm, I'm my body is doing that work to grow the baby yeah, I'm like, I grew that. Be gentle. That's so funny. I was just having the conversation about, um, I don't even remember how, oh, because Cash has been asking for a baby sister, which I got my tube. I didn't get them tied and soldered. Like there's a piece that's gone. <laughs> I chose that option because they do say that you could take a piece out and you, they take a bigger piece um, and they don't leave the fibroids like dangling of your tube. And it lessens your chance. Can't jump ship or spell well, can't jump ship. It lessens your chance for ovarian cancer, but close enough. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll say that too. Um, but yeah, and so, anyways, um, so he was asking for baby sister. I'm like, dude, I can't. It's literally out of my control. And so I had to try to explain to him in like six year old boy terms why I can't have a baby. And so we talked about how you know a girl has like when a girl is in her mommy's tummy, that's when she's decided how many eggs she has, right? When she's that little, when she's growing in her mommy's tummy or it, it, you know what I mean? Um, and so I said, you know, as that woman grows older, those eggs are released once a month and sometimes they turn into babies and sometimes they don't. And he proceeded to ask me like eggs, like chicken eggs. And I was like, yes. Um, pretty similar. And so anyways, and I said that tube that that egg has to go through to decide if it's going to be a baby or not, mommy doesn't have that anymore. And it was like the most basis, like basic explanation I could give him without like, I'm not wrong, but I was like, oh my gosh. He also, um, when we were at the grocery store, like two months ago, uh, I was buying tampons and he said, mommy, (laughs) are those things you stick in your butt? said it's so loud and I was like oh gosh there's no coming back from this is there oh no um but it just means that like like he's now at the age where like if I'm using the restroom like you can't come in 
Mm-mm. Like you're not at the innocent stage anymore. Yeah. Like you're like watching. And I happened to just like be getting dressed the other day. He wasn't in my room, but he came in to go brush his teeth. And he's like, why are you naked? I'm like, get out. Like, why are you here? Like, it was just one of those moments. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like he's a boy now. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny that shift just, just because of what you're saying, that shift when it's like acceptable to be Mm -hmm. exposed in front of your child, you know, and it's not a big deal. And then they start recognizing things and that's when you're like, okay, okay. Can't do that. We're done here. We're done here. Well, even Holt, like Holt's not looking at that stuff, but he's taken a liking to my butterfly tattoo on my lower (laughs) back and he watches it like, like a creep. Like he gets real close and personal. Like he, he knows that it's a picture now. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) He's just wanting to see if it'll fly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm at that stage with Alexi where she will tell people what, if like, for instance, oh, this is going to, I'm going to regret this, you know, just like being sick on the, with my hyperemesis being so, 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 so sick, Yeah, you know, sometimes you're puking and peeing at the same time. Yeah. You know? And she'll tell people that she, she'll tell people now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like first off, give me space. Yeah. Space. You know, I'm doing some private things, but like Lexi's now at that age where she will say something. Yeah. Her keeping her, having her, sorry, keep the secret of me being pregnant was torture mm-hmm. because she told everyone, <laughs> anyone that came to our house, my mommy has a baby in her belly. And when we found out it was a girl, my mom has a baby girl. I'm having a baby sister in her tummy. Like told anyone that she could tell because she's excited and I'm happy she's excited. But my word, I don't need, well, I've just shared you know, you puke and pee at the same time, but that's mild compared to what's happened. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I have to be so careful what happens in front of you because more, so I'm not embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) They never forget. My gosh. Not anymore. Reagan would. Reagan's young enough. She'd probably forget Lexi. No, totally. Um, So (laughs) we'll definitely be doing, we have a goal to do a weekly episode. Um, and we have the flexibility to shuffle it if Jane's really sick. Um, and I was just looking, Grace. our episode, uh, our last episode, are you ready for this? Oh my word, it's summer, I bet. It was June. Shut up. Yeah. You guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I moved again. You moved and I got really busy. Like it was probably and my I busiest travel back and forth to Canada a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, that you know what? life happens. Life happens, um, but we're glad that we're back, and uh, we have lots of really cool guests and lots of people that we're going to get on the show um, talking about lots of other topics. Lots so this is up. more. If you're not into labor or pregnancy, this episode's not for you, but that's fine. We should um, put a disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> Maybe we again, should actually. We're like chit chatting, right? So, yeah. um, and, and understanding why we haven't had an episode since June. <laughs> That's really embarrassing. Sorry. I, yeah, I didn't know it was in June. Um, 
but yeah, so we'll definitely tag all of the brands that we talked about and mm-hmm. the and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to another episode about hypermesis gravidarium, uh, go listen to that other episode that I talked about, I think 29, um, just to get another perspective on it. Like it's nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely, it's not just morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I puked yeah. maybe 15 times in 14 weeks and that was it. Jane would puke 15 times in a day. Um, 15 times a day? Yeah. By an hour. Oh gosh. <clears throat> like I was vomiting to the point I'm bleeding and mm-hmm. my stomach tissue is coming up. Oh gosh, because you had my nothing left. Like I'm telling you, it was bad, you guys. Oh my gosh. So if this episode wasn't for you, that's okay. We The next one might be. Uh, yeah, next one might be. We will obviously keep you updated, mainly because I talk a lot um, on how this pregnancy is going. Yep. And feel free to send any advice on how to go from two to three children. Because that's yep. really interesting. Oh my gosh. Um, love, love advice. Give it to me. And uh, let us know if you try any of the drinks or any recommendations because, guys, spring is here. Uh-huh. I know it's only March, but that also means that we're so much closer to summer drinks at Starbucks. Mm. I'm very, very excited about that. So give I us can't all wait. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll talk to you next time. I'm going to finish my McDonald's. <laughs> Bye guys. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.